radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Prime Time. He gets his fantasy football advice from 12-year-olds on TikTok. Micah. I put up so many points. And producer Tony. This is the only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? a shitty podcast like 10 minutes into it i would not listen to this hey fellas i love the podcast music created by brian swanson welcome everyone to the week nine preview show fantasy football scoop and oop i am your host tony joined as always by my guys bishop and micah and uh we're uh, a day after Halloween, and it was snowing here, guys, in ho- on Halloween. Uh, it was like 24 degrees and snowing. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're at like 50 degrees now, and I'm freezing. That's freezing for you? That's freezing for me, yeah. Micah, what How's was Arizona, it? Micah? Yeah, how was <laughs> it over there? Oh, it's like, like uh, in the 70s. Yeah, I, I kind of felt bad for the kids, you know, because, like, obviously kids love Halloween. They love dressing up and wearing costumes. But, like, everybody has to wear a coat when it's 24 degrees outside. So, like, there were so many kids that came up to the house yesterday, and, like, I couldn't tell if they were wearing a costume or what was going on because everybody's wearing a coat. So I'm like, whatever, just take some candy, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Uh, they're all they're all Kenny, you know, it's so easy. Uh, they're probably like some weird anime characters anyway that I wouldn't, you know, know yeah, exactly. or, or understand. I don't understand kids. Uh, but I do understand candy. And uh, I put a poll up today about what the worst Halloween candy is to get. Uh, and the options were Almond Joys, Candy Corns, uh, those weird no logo black and orange wrappers. Uh, chewy candies. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say that because I don't think they have a name. <laughs> they're just like <laughs> they're just like the most like random ass dollar store candy there is, and they're everywhere on Halloween. Uh, also, Good and Plenties and Neko wafers. So, did either of you guys uh, vote on my poll here? Yes. I, yeah, I, I definitely voted for candy corn. I don't even know what a uh, Necro wafer is, whatever you called it, and. I completely forgot Good and Plenty's exist. That is probably like my number two worst favorite. Micah, what'd you vote for? I voted for Almond Joy because I hate coconut. And those black and orange wrapper candies, like I know they're bad, but I don't know if I've ever even had one. <laughs> like it's just, 
like you just know that's it's not good. Yeah. And then uh, good and plenty because I think those are those are like black licorice flavored. I think something like if they that. are. If they are, I would not like it. Yeah. Now Necco wafers. I'm actually a huge fan of Necco wafers. I go to a place like Cracker Barrel that sells like the old time candy. I buy those. Hell yeah, I love those things. There's like a, a chocolate flavored one, strawberry one. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'm not. Hey, a fa- Micah, guess what I'm eating right now? Bottle caps. Almond Joys. <laughs> I I'm voted so for Almond Joy. I hate They're Almond so Joy. Good. Those are the worst. I found the almond. <laughs> There's a almond. Did it bring you joy? Just yes, it does. <laughs> I think I'd rather get an apple than almond joy. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. I hear that. I don't know. Like, what's the first thing you go for? Like when you see the the the, the sampler pack of Halloween candy, what's like? What's the first thing that you look for? Sorry, I'm enjoying this yeah. almond joy. Obviously, so much. it's almond joy for you, Michael. What what do you, what's your first go to candy? Oh man, I think uh, like when I would go trick or treating, the ones that I always pull out to either eat first or save was uh, those pixie sticks. Okay. And those liquid made things, I always love those things. And then of course like Reese's, Snickers, Milk Duds, just the classic stuff. Uh, Bishop, have you finished your almond joy yet? Do you want to answer my question? I did, but then I put another one in. But I'm going to answer anyway. Hey, uh, like Reese's is like. Like top shelf candy for me, uh-huh. especially like anything other than the cup. Like if you get the egg on Easter, the oh, yeah. pumpkin, because uh, the peanut butter to chocolate ratio is like tremendous. More peanut butter, less chocolate, and it's all good. Also the uh, the Christmas trees on Christmas, the Reese's Christmas. Exactly. Trees. Yep. Ah, oh, there's something about it. I, I hear you. Uh, I usually go for the Kit Kats. I'm a big Kit Kat guy. I like I like the Kit Kats. That's usually my go-to. Twix as well. Oh yeah, always solid, always solid. I I, I steer more towards the chocolate than like the Skittles and Starbursts of the world uh, on Halloween. I don't know. I just feel I feel like the the chocolatey uh, uh, fun sized are better than those other ones. I used to be a huge fan of Skittles, and then I read that it's not even like edible. What do you mean? Like there's stuff in there, like it's not, like it's not good. To, like not only is it like not good, it's not like food. Like yeah, not if it's real, man. I mean, it's all just. I like mean, like engineered. They said specifically somewhere. Skittles. There's a lawsuit in California about it that it's not edible. Like you shouldn't market it as edible. Okay. I don't know. Man. They put some chemical in there to like make the colors pop, and okay. it, like. It's terrible for you. Have you ever I, seen I highly recommend Lynch? Googling it. I mean, that guy eats Skittles left and right. He looks pretty good. I haven't seen him lately, though. <laughs> Have you? Probably part of a vast communist Chinese North Korean conspiracy to make us fat, <laughs> and to make our teeth rot. Skittles. Go get him with the Skittles. Yeah, I mean, it's Jaina. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's, enough, uh, that's enough Halloween talk. Let's get into the waiver wire. Waiver. Wire. Waiver wire. Sorry, I throw the, the last one in my mouth. Hello and welcome to the week. What are we at? Nine? That's what she said. Yeah, what's up? I grabbed three. I got to eat three. Week nine, waiver wire recap. 
this one's going to be awesome because I can't wait to get started because Tony prematurely, on purpose, which we will talk about, releases Devante Adams. I have no idea who you even picked. Oh, you picked up uh, Rashad Shahid. I don't even know who that is. Receiver from Saints. Can you talk about your drop, Tony? I would love to. Uh, in the in the recap show, we talked about how that uh, last week went for me, and uh, I. So Monday night happened, and I didn't get the extra point that I needed to beat Santino or tie Santino, I should say let alone beat Santino. And I was furious. Like, I have been playing fantasy football for 20 years. I have never been more upset than last night, or on Monday night, I should say. And I think it was just a culmination of my luck this year. Uh, I've had a tie, and I suffered my third one-point loss on the season from on Monday night football. And I actually lost sleep on Monday night football on Monday because I was so angry. Like, I could not sleep. I was so mad. Have you ever have you ever had that, Bishop, where you, you get so angry about something you just can't sleep? No, man. I, I don't get angry at all. I don't get happy either, but I don't get angry at all. Okay. Micah, have you ever had that? Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure. Yeah, I used to get all like uh, pissy about certain things, like particularly like uh, like Lions games. Oh, they're, they're going to be good, and then they just kind of choke and shit, you know, same old stuff. Sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, usually if I get uh, I get my panties in a bunch over some results of some uh, some sports game, and then I'm all pouty, <laughs> and then after that, I'm kind of like, man up, <laughs> be a man. Well, I, then, I lost uh, a couple I get, hours. Then I get sleep. back into it. Yeah, I lost a couple hours sleep in anger. I was mad all night. And it was Monday night where I decided I was going to do this. I decided I was going to just flat out cut this guy. Uh, The trade deadline was last week, so I could not trade him, Bishop. Um, So it's either... Because I know myself, like, if I kept him on my team, I was going to play him. Because... He's such an elite player, or at least he has been in the past. I would have a hard time actually benching him, okay? And I did not want to go one more week with this guy in my lineup with um, Josh McDaniels as the coach and Jimmy G as the quarterback, okay? So I decided I'm just going to cut him. <sighs> I I actually love the move. Because you force someone to spend all of their waiver. So in, in my heart, I love it. Uh, I think more people should start doing this. If you're going to drop your top guy, do it Monday night. So that way, uh, you know, people have to waste their waiver wire as opposed to, you know, if you drop them at the normal time, then people can pick them up after the waiver ends, yep. you know, at like 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. whenever it starts. And... uh so yeah, this this you get the most bang out of your, you basically traded him for ninety nine waiver dollars that you didn't get. Yeah, and like I, I actually talked this over with Giuseppe before I did it um, because I remember when Santino did something similar years ago when he cut Christian McCaffrey out of the blue, uh, but he did it during the week, and if you if you remember because I remember. Uh, I was a I was the one that picked him up, right? Because I got the email yeah. notification that he was cut, 
Um, I was accused of like being in cahoots with Santino. Uh, first of all, I would love to be in cahoots with Santino. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, that's just not the way I operate, and it's not the way he operates. That was uh, there was no there was no cahooting going on there, and I I kind of wanted to avoid that controversy here because I knew that somebody was going to pick him up like and spend a lot of money on him. Uh, so like I didn't want to pick him up when it was the free for all part of waivers. You know what I mean? I wanted to pick him up right before uh, the bidding uh, waiver ended. So I waited uh, Monday until like 5.30 p.m. Because it was the NFL trade line. I was like, maybe he gets traded and I'll keep him, maybe. But that didn't happen. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut him. I, I made a message board post that I that he's available or, or something along those lines. And I just wanted to see like what was going to happen, right? Um, and doing it this way, it, it kind of gives everybody an option to get him, right? Because if you have fab money, you could you could bid on him, right? So I don't know. Uh, do you guys think that this was the right way to do this? Because I'm actually curious in your opinions. I already gave my thought. What, what do you think, Micah? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm kind of game for anything. I know there were some issues with the uh, Christian McCaffrey thing a couple of years ago. But, uh, you know, I believe Santino said something to the effect of, you know, he's he's trash. He's, he's, he's a bum. I mean, he was wrong, but, I mean, he wasn't, like... I mean, he just, he just made a bad decision. I mean, it's, it just... There's nothing that says you can't make a bad decision. I don't, I don't have to agree with what somebody does. Sure. Um, I think you should be able to cut anybody on a team you want to, uh, you know, for any reason. And uh, But it also created uh, some intrigue because, hey, the guy could end up blowing up. But, I mean, it's right now the Oakland or the L.A. or Vegas, whatever they're called now. I mean, they're a sinking ship, and he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. <laughs> he's just, that team is a shit show right now. So, like you said, you could keep playing him, and he's going to get one point, two points. He's yeah. on a bad run, and that, I, I don't see how that's going to change. You know, now I would have, I, I, I don't blame also someone who's paying, you know, ninety nine dollars or whatever. <laughs> Excuse me, ninety nine dollars or whatever it was, because the guys you can't keep him, but he's got impact potential. I mean, I put a pretty sizable bid on him, not big enough, obviously, but uh, uh, it, it is what it is, man. I'm, I'm cool with it. All right, well, All I right. mean, uh, there was how many bids? One, two, three, four, five bids for Devontae Adams. Uh, $0, $6, $49, $67, and the winning bid here is $99, Bishop. Yeah, so I'm going to... Waiver wire. That's awesome. <laughs> we we uh, ran out I'm... of time. I had to replay it. Okay, I'm going to just power through the rest. Uh, feel free to jump in if you want. So, as we said, uh, Cox Soccer's Bobby Big Balls picks up Devontae Adams for $99 and drops Paris Campbell, wide receiver from the Giants. Uh, this is my favorite pickup. I think this one's a worse dollar ratio uh, than the 99 for Devontae Adams. Uh, BDI acquires Cam Akers for $47. And releases the guy he just spent thirty something dollars for last week, Pierre Strong Jr., running back from the Browns. So I think it's like a total of eighty, almost eighty fab dollars between two guys. Also, two I weeks. I will mention 
<laughs> nobody bid on Pierre Strong last week when he spent $35. And nobody bid on Cam Akers this week where he spent oh, wow. $47. I didn't even see that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Great job, BDI. You're doing awesome. Uh, all right. Next highest bid we got here. Um, Micah's team, which I'm not going to get into the name yet. We'll do that during the matchup. Uh, he releases Ezekiel Elliott, running back from the Patriots, and acquires Leonard Fournette. Apparently, he's on Buffalo for $26. Is this a thing? It is a thing. It is real. Uh, I was reading some stories about it. He got signed specifically to the practice squad. So I was looking into, you know, what does that mean currently in the NFL? You know, you get like, you know, 15 grand a week or whatever, but... They have a lot of flexibility. If you're on the practice squad, they can call you up anytime, 90 minutes within a game. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's fat. All I know is Ezekiel Elliott sucks. I have no intention to use Ezekiel Elliott. And Fournette has had success in the past. I've got this fab. I'm, it's all trash. It's all trash right now anyway. I'm hoping he might be a bum. Who knows? But he could potentially... Uh, you know, revive his career. He might have some keeper potential, which I'm in dire need of because I, I need uh, some more options for for keepers than what I have. I thought uh, Kowalski said he, he was a Twitch streamer. Now, maybe I'm mistaken. I think I saw that too, and he had like he was a stream where nobody was literally nobody was watching it. Yeah, it's probably just AI generated though. <laughs> like I don't trust anything you see on there anymore. All right, uh, to 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 next up, we've got. Giuseppe's the Ted Lasso way releasing Josh Reynolds wide receiver from the Lions and acquiring Jahan Dotson wide receiver from the Redskins for $17. I actually made a $6 bid for this guy and wasn't enough. There is also a $0 bid from Cologne Rocks. He releases the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback and picks up the banana eating mayonnaise <laughs> drinking Rootin' tootin' son of a gun, Tennessee Titans quarterback <laughs> for zero dollars. Also, the best money spent in our league this year is that. <laughs> uh, now, onto the free moves. We've got Matt's team spam releasing, <clears throat> oh, yeah, they're the commanders, Washington Commanders defense and acquiring the New York Football Giants defense. Uh, we've got Cologne Rocks releasing Christian Watson, Christian Watson, uh, wide receiver from Green Bay, picking up whoever the, the commander's quarterback is. And lastly, we have myself releasing Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver from New England, and acquiring Tyler Boyd, wide receiver from Cincinnati. And that will conclude your waiver wire segment for week nine. Sorry for how long that was, but I, I had to get that off my chest. Don't worry about it. Content, There's a letter right? in your mailbox. <clears throat> and we do have a couple emails. First email from Dangerous Dan Kowalski, and it reads, Prime time, put the whammy on me. I, th I think he's talking about the trade. Did you, uh, the trade that you guys made? Yeah, it's that malachial curse thing. Oh, okay. From the Golden Girls. And he says, I will second guess every start-sit decision from here on out. Uh, apparently he had some <laughs> some bench players that outscored his, his lineup last week. And he says, what's our return policy on trades? <laughs> I have, it, This is like uh, if you buy something from like a, an Albanian uh, thrift store, there, there is no returns. You, you buy what you get. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, you you even show them the receipt, and they'll just stare at you like they can't speak English. And it's like, I know you speak English. <laughs> this is my receipt. That's right. And he says, with Mac and Bosa, how do the Chargers not sack the quarterback on every play? Um, I don't know. Um, and he says, uh-oh, R15N17. What a drive for me. Do, do you guys know what that means? R15N17? Is that, is that ringing any bells here? It sounds like battleship coordinates. <laughs> is, no yeah, idea. is that... Did he sink your battleship? Or is, it, is, it, is it more of those... Uh... Those like song lyrics, or whatever no, he, he's been doing. He he finishes out here with "Hold back the tide, I see your love in motion" as the the final line of his email. So uh, I don't know quite what's going on here with K. Well, but I do appreciate the email. And uh, sorry, bro, you made a trade. You got to live with it. <clears throat> and the next email comes from Hatori Hanzo, and it's titled "Candy Corn," and it says, "I am a fan." true story all right you got to defend yourself here micah oh not much to it man i like candy corn i like people who, who give it away i especially like the pumpkins so if you have candy corn i will take it bishop do you have any response to this i uh just ate three almond joys in the previous <laughs> segment so uh and that was micah's hated so i, I uh yin and yang man uh you know how that works yeah, one's man one man's trash is another man's treasure, as we there know. There it is. There it is. And candy yeah, corn. Some people is like trash. uh some people like Aquaman comic books. I like candy corn. And eggnog, yeah. Eggnog. So <laughs> thirsty. Uh let's talk about prediction results. Uh Micah actually had a killer week last <laughs> week. He went five out of six, led the way. Uh, I had three out of six, and uh, Bishop tied with BDI with two out of six. Uh, so you're just as smart as BDI, Bishop. Ouch, guys. Ouch. And we had a shift here with the season-long total. Micah takes the lead with 25, correct? I am one behind with 24, and Bishop is fading fast with only 20, correct? On the season, I need somebody smart to like uh, do percentages on our uh, prediction results here on how many we've gotten correct because I'm guessing it's not good. Yeah, BDI figured out he'll he'll let us know. Yes. So let's get into the matchups, and we start as always in the balls Mahoney with Turtles Iowa Gangbang Thugs versus. McLean and Cologne rocks, and uh, th- these numbers are a little skewed here because Turtle has uh, two bye week players in his lineup. So with that, McLean is a fifteen and a half point favorite, Bishop. So I'm going to let you lead this one off. Who do you think is going to win this matchup? Okay, uh, <clears throat> I don't know who you guys are going to take, uh, but I know who I'm going to take. Give me Turtle and give me him by a lot. Uh, I don't like, uh, our, uh, McLean's got all, his best player is playing at the jets. Terrible matchup. Uh, his other best player, Derek Henry is on Thursday against Pittsburgh. Not that great. Uh, but turtles team 
Cooper Cup's playing at Green Bay after that performance last week. I got a feeling it's going to be Cooper Cup time. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I think, I don't know who he's going to plug in. Uh, let's say he plugs in, wow, uh, Kenneth Gainwell. Why not? <laughs> and uh, Against Dallas. Yeah, yeah, why not? That's uh, the highest over-under out of those three running backs. <laughs> and uh, let's go with Nate Dell. Uh, why not? Houston's probably going to be losing. They'll be throwing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Turtle. What do you guys got? Micah, why don't you go ahead and take this? Yeah, looking over these rosters, uh, one thing I find curious, and this is more just of a, of a trivia note, but what is uh, the McLean fascination with having three running backs or three quarterbacks? Is it just me or does he always have three quarterbacks? Uh, I feel like he does it a lot more than other owners. Uh, I'm not quite sure why he picks up the Washington Commanders last week. Uh, Will Levis is a rookie, so I mean that's just a lottery ticket at this point. So I, I don't know the the Washington Commanders things stumps me. But uh, yeah, I mean I actually like uh, Cologne Rocks to win this week, uh, partially because the the buy gap filler that Turtle is going to have is not that great. And if he for his running backs, his best player points wise is Tyler Alligator. And half of his points came in week one. He hasn't done anything since. Uh, he's got guys that don't really get much usage. Uh, and that can be pretty damn painful uh, if you can't get points from some of these guys. And his receiver holes there. Uh, Justin Jefferson's still injured. Uh, Nathaniel Dell. I think I heard of him literally just now as I clicked on his profile. But uh, that could just be me. But... Uh, McLean will make some changes to the roster. I'll probably get Joe Mixon in there. Um, I just don't think Turtle's going to have the uh, firepower this week to to pull another one off here. So I'm going to go with McLean. I'm going to agree with you, Micah. Um, I echo some of your sentiments there. Uh, yeah, he, his options are pretty bad at running back. He has to play another one. And it's Kenneth Gainwell against Dallas or Devin Singletary against Tampa Bay. Those are two very tough defenses. I don't think there's any chance that he plays Tyler Alligator this week. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the the firepower on Cologne Rocks at the running back position is much better than, than Turtles this week. And Cooper Cup, I think Matt Stafford is kind of questionable with a thumb injury, and uh, it's a pretty low over-under in that game, so Vegas probably thinks that he's not going to play. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, McLean here. And let's go to the next matchup. And we have K-Wall's Robot Unicorn Attack versus Santino's <laughs> Lucky Wolf. And again, our numbers are a little skewed here. Uh, Santino has a few bye week players. Uh, both of his Jacksonville Jaguars are on bye this week. So K-Wall is a 29-point favorite here. Micah, why don't you uh, go ahead and lead this off? Well, P.S. Uh, Santino, you do not have a quarterback. And unfortunately, all of the available quarterbacks are not good. That is going to be killer this week. Um, he's on a roll, but this might be his uh, his Harakari uh, Sapuku. The week where he just has to, you know, just accept defeat. 
because you're not winning without a quarterback. Uh, so by default, I don't really care what the rest of the rosters are. By default, uh, Cable's going to win this one. Okay, I can jump in here, and it's Kobayashi Maru is the term you were looking for, Mike, out of the unwinnable scenario from Star Trek. And Santino is in that position. We have the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. The two best teams in our league are playing, and unfortunately Santino doesn't have a quarterback, and Will Levitt's just got picked up. So that's going to be unfortunate. So what, what I'm thinking is, right, so he could pick up a guy off the waiver, maybe get, you know, six points. Uh, but he still has A.J. Brown and Jamar Chase. Like, I, those guys are still, like, the man. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I'm sorry, Santino. I'm going to have to go with Kowalski. Um, Travis Kelsey at home against the Dolphins. That game's going to be a, an over. And... Um, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes kind of sucks now, so maybe not. We'll see. Oh, apparently that's a nine thirty or well, nine thirty Eastern time. I think they're so. in Germany for yeah, this Deutschland, week. man. Yeah, they're in Germany. Oh, that might tip the scales. Ooh, uh, I can't do it because he's still got stupid Miles Sanders in there. I want to take Santino so bad, like I really want to, but I'm going to have to go with Dan Kowalski, just barely. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any way that Santino can win this week. Uh, you look at the available quarterbacks. I mean, you're looking at, like, uh, the Giants quarterback, the Jets quarterback. Uh, uh, like, I think Bryce Young is the, out there. And it's just not a good situation. And, I mean, he's got to start playing somebody else than Miles Sanders, right? It's either going to be Salvin Ahmed or Jalen Warren. Uh, Both of those guys are backups, so not like they're seeing a ton of balls. And do we know if uh, Taylor Swift is flying to Germany for this game? I haven't. I haven't seen anything on the on on the wire. But uh, I prefer not to have any more Taylor Swift updates on this podcast. (laughs) But I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, Swift or not, I think uh, K-Wall keeps rolling here. The gravy train is uh, firing on all cylinders, so I think K-Wall takes this one down. Sorry, Santino. Let's go to the next matchup, and we have Bishop's Nitro versus Matt's Team Spam, and I'll I'll lead this one off. Uh, Bishop, you are a 14.5-point favorite here. Uh, you have not updated your avatar to uh, to anything else this week. You still have the uh, Orthodox priest going here. Um, why why have you not uh, updated your avatar? Let's start there. Okay, well, one I completely forgot, but two, I won last week overcoming a miracle because BDI benched uh, Dak Prescott. Right, like I was supposed to lose last week, and then by divine intervention. From an Orthodox priest, BDI altered his lineup at the last minute. So I'm going to roll uh, with the Holy Roller this week again and see what happens. All right. Uh, I'll lead off here. I think uh, Bishop wins this one by a mile. Uh, you got a Jet in Brees Hall who looks explosive. Uh, this guy tore his knee up last year, but you wouldn't know it by see- by watching him play. 
Uh, he gets a Monday night game here. The Jets in Monday night, Bishop. Are you, how, how excited are you about that? There is no better combination than the Jets in primetime. That's the only thing I, I could say. Whether yeah. it's Monday, Sunday, don't matter. Yep. Yeah, uh, Tyree Kills in Germany. Uh, he's going to want to show off to all those uh, those German fans out there. Um, I think uh, there's there's no way that uh, that Matt can take you down this week. So I'm going to take Bishop. And I'm going to be in agreement on that. Um, Santino does not have a quarterback. And I still took more time debating his result than I did this. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think uh, Matt has a chance this week. He's got bad matchups. And he's got bad matchups with slumping players who just aren't doing anything. Whereas uh, Zach Moss, Breeze Hall, Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's probably going to get, like, worst case scenario, like 10 points. Um, it's it's probably not going to be pretty. I I think this uh, I think this has some potential for uh to be the highest scoring team of the week for for Nitro. So I'm I'm definitely going with the uh, with Team Orthodox Bro this week. It's like you guys don't even pay attention to the whole season. Uh, I'm going to take Matt. Obviously, DK Metcalf's going to have four touchdowns this week. T Higgins is going to explode in that Buffalo Cincinnati game. Those two players are going to dominate. Uh, Chuba Hubbard apparently is the starter in Carolina, not uh, the guy Santino has, Miles Sanders. Um, Rhombus Stevens is going to have a good game. Like What I'm saying is like the people who suck, when they play me, will do well. Uh, I can't be the highest scoring team every week just to win, so obviously I'm going to have to go with Matt unless I get some divine intervention from the priest. That's what I got. All right, let's go to the next matchup. And we have my artificially intelligent versus Worm Frederich and Team Taylor. And uh, Worm is a five point or half point favorite against me this week. Uh, I have cleansed my team of Devontae Adams. I feel free. I feel like the monkey is off my back. Uh, so, Bishop. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here? Um, I understand the feeling of euphoria when you purge like that toxic, you know, essence from your lineup. Uh, the problem is Travis Etienne is also being purged from your lineup because <laughs> he's on a bye, yep. so that's not going to be good. Uh, I mean, you still have the uh, Eagles quarterback, but they're playing Dallas. Uh, it's a division game, so I don't think the Dallas defense thing is uh, going to be. E- as bad as you know against other teams uh they know each other pretty well uh i don't like a lot of well worm's got some pretty decent matchups who is this tajay spears i think he's the backup for derrick henry he's some rookie in tennessee yeah he's gonna drink that mayonnaise coffee and uh explode that the von hn guy's not back yet no next week looks like oh that's unfortunate. Uh, it's going to be a close game, I think. Um, you know what? Give me Tony. I think he's due. I don't think he needs Travis Etienne this week. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to carry his team. Michael, who do you got? Yeah, I think this one's got the potential to be fairly close. Um, 
was kind of surprised to see that uh, low-key TJ Hawkinson has been double digits two weeks in a row, which I wasn't aware of. That's pretty good, particular if uh, he might have some big points this week with uh, whomever the quarterback is in Minnesota at this point in time. Um, to me, this was a coin flip. Uh, the biggest difference for me was the, the lack of Travis Etienne. Um, I do think this one's going to be close. And I just feel like Worm is going to edge this one out. So I'm going to pick Worm in... I think he'll be the lucky bastard of the week as well. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every if you play me, you're, you're due for some some great luck. Um, yeah, I, I I was happy about dropping Devonte Adams this week, but I was very sad when I saw that Travis Etienne was on a bye this week. Uh, I am really hurting at running back. I got two bums that I don't really like that I have to play. Um, but. I do think that I do get some good luck this week. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's going to catch many passes this week because I think they got Josh Dobbs. They traded for that guy from Arizona, so he's probably going to play. And he probably knows like five plays out of the playbook. So there's going to be lots of short, quick passes to the tight end. So I think uh, he's due for a big game here. And uh, I like Jalen Waddell to have a, a big game here in a 50 and a half over under Bishop in Germany. Uh, I don't know how many uh, how many marks is that? What's the conversion rate for points for fantasy points? I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's very good at all. I think you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have like metric scores. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't think Zay. I'm not worried about Zay Flowers. I'm not worried about TJ Spears. And uh, his best player is the, uh, what's his name, Justin Herbert. But he gets to play the Jets on Monday night, and that is a recipe for disaster, as you know, Bishop. So Obviously. I'm going to take myself. I think I squeak by here. Uh, first team to, six, to score 60 points is going to win this game. All right, let's go to the next matchup, and we have Giuseppe's the Ted Lasso way. Versus BDI's squad. And Micah, BDI is an eight-point favorite uh, against Giuseppe. Um, so what do you think is going to happen here? Well, I can see where IT's coming from. Uh, his team's been uh, putting up a lot of points despite losing last week. Although Giuseppe's uh, roster has been doing the same as of late. Uh, though with some uh, not-so-good luck. My first instinct was to go with BDI. Now, there's a part of me that just does not want BDI to win for my own selfish reasons. But when I look over the rosters, I think that Patrick Mahomes might come back to his old form against Giuseppe's mammalian fish. And I think they're going to lead Giuseppe to victory. I could jump in here. Bishop, please. Yeah, I'm I'm stunned here. I I, I can't believe it. I think I'm going to take Zach. And I think it's because of Alvin Kamara playing the Bears. You always want to play whoever you have against the Bears. Uh, we've seen Alvin Kamara blow up late, lately with all these receptions. I think the Saints are going to be up 
a lot, so he won't get the receptions, but I think he's going to break off huge runs. That's just how the Bears are. Um, Adam Thielen's doing well this year. He's due for a big game. Uh, I think Stefan Diggs might do well this week too. And he finally put uh, Dak in his lineup, so that should be interesting, Um, which means the Green Bay Packer quarterback's probably going to have a better week. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Patrick Mahomes, and I cannot confidently say anything about him. So uh, until that, he's a question mark. He might be better off playing the Lions quarterback who's on a bye. Who knows? Uh, Give me Zach. Why not? I'm going to agree with Bishop. I uh, I think his team is better this week and has been throughout the season. Uh, big question mark here is for Aaron Jones. He's he, he's in the lineup for Giuseppe. Uh, he missed like four weeks with a hamstring injury, and I guess he re-aggravated it because he's listed as questionable for the game. Uh, he had a limited practice this week. It feels like that's going to be a lingering thing with him. And uh, also, DeAndre Hopkins gets to play Pittsburgh on a short week uh, in on Thursday night football uh, with a rookie quarterback. Uh, he had an in- incredible game last week that I just don't think is sustainable. I don't think he's going to have another one of those. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned Elvin Kamara against the Bears. That is, that is not good for Giuseppe. So I'm going to take BDI, and I think he wins this week. All right, let's go to the next matchup. And we have Bobby Big Ball. Can you fly, Bobby? And his cocksuckers versus Micah's. Can you fly, Bobby? (laughs) And uh, obviously going with a RoboCop theme here this week. Uh, We got some RoboCop music here. Um, I will mention that Bobby Big Balls is a 10-point favorite here with the newly acquired Devontae Adams on his lineup. Uh, I will start here, I guess, uh, Bishop. And Christian McCaffrey will not score a touchdown this week because he's on a bye. And... uh, he loses McCaffrey. He loses Debo Samuel. He loses George Kittle. He's got like four, three or four uh, 49ers on his team that are on bye. So he's rolling out Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, Mark Andrews, and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, man, I think this is going to be a close matchup. I think, uh, I think uh, Micah's got some favorable matchups, but I think Bobby Big Balls here is just going to squeak by. Uh, I look for a big game from Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to take Bobby Big Balls. Oh, that's an interesting one because I think I'm going to take Micah. One, he's starting Gardner Menchu. We did it. And two, uh, I don't know. Something else. Oh, I see he's got Gibbs on a bye that week. Ooh, that's going to be terrible. All of his lines are on a bye. Uh, please tell me you're not starting the Bears' defense and you just haven't made a transaction yet. You know what's funny about that? You actually reminded me I had every intention of cutting them, picking up the defense, and I forgot. 
<laughs> okay, so we will see a different So actually, there. we can actually do uh we could do a live where we find out who's even good for the defense. While you do that, I'll keep talking. Uh, I don't know why. I, I actually like Bob's team this week. I think uh, he's going to do very well. Uh, but I need to catch up in predictions. And I like Gardner Minshew, so I'm going to take uh, Micah. Oh, wow. These uh, these defenses are, are horrifying. So <laughs> I, I am going to need a lot more, uh, lot more time to think. But it probably won't matter because doing this can you fly bobby is going to be the highlight of my fantasy week i do not think i stand a chance without jameer gibbs or sam laporta i do like gardner Minshew to put up some points but it's not going to be enough bears defense or no bears defense bobby big balls is going to win all right you want to hit it one more time micah I might as well because I'm not going to have this opportunity every week. Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> All right, boys. What do you got for a, a breakout player, Bishop? You got anybody in mind? I'm sure you're going to pick somebody on Matt's team. Uh, yes, I am. And I'm going to pick my boy, T. Higgins. Three touchdowns this week. Okay. Micah, you got anybody? Yeah, I'm going to roll actually this week with Tony Pollard. I think he's going to bounce back, and I think uh, he's going to bounce back against the vaunted Eagles. Going with Tony Pollard. All right, I'm going to call out Mike Evans. Uh, the Houston Texans are terrible, and I think uh, a two-touchdown game is in his future. So that's going to do it for the Week 9 preview show. Fantasy football scoop and up. Down, all around, poop. All right, show's over. I'm tired. Scoop and Poop Fantasy Podcast, now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.